Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie Machine Podcast. I'm Kyle Decker, your moderator today, and I'm joined by three illustrious Hollywood elites as we create a movie based on a random suggestion from the internet. Uh, today, I'm joined by a writer, Matt Kesson, who is the slime wrangler on the Ghostbusters, new Ghostbusters film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jeff Gillen, who is the facial hair designer on the Key and Peele television series. He's our director. And Jacob Gulliver, our producer, who is the hang glider coach on Escape from L.A. So... I'm the producer. Oh, sorry. It's, well, <laughs> Jeff is still known for his facial hair design work on Key and Peele, but he is producing this film, and Jacob will be directing it, and he still did that mean hang glider sequence in Escape from L.A. So, Matt, a writer. Russell so, called it radical. Yes. <laughs> tubular, even. All right. Three stars. Our story today is a tragic drama. The main character is an indecisive princess. The start of the story, death. The end of the story, training. I can repeat that if you'd like. No. Well, I don't need it, but gentlemen. All right. So starting with uh, Matt, you have three minutes to pitch your, your tale. I got the idea for writing the script while working at on the new Ghostbusters uh movie for, in which of course I was the slime wrangler. I did a lot of I mean a lot of slime wrangling is just work with your hands but I, I thought about what I was doing and uh, the implications and the background I did a lot of research and because of my research into a variety of slimes I um, would like to propose well, I would like to give you my script for an animated film called Tummy Trouble that stars, um, well, I don't know who it stars, but uh, the main character named Corpulent Veronica is a uh, tapeworm living inside a large intestine. She is, in fact, the princess of the tapeworms and leads a beautiful life of, uh, of leisure and, uh, and, and hedonism. Um, but then her mother, the queen of the tapeworms, corpulent Elizabeth, um, dies under mysterious circumstances. And so corpulent Veronica must, uh, must turn to her butler, Smooth Anthony, um, to uh, learn the ways of the rulership of the intestine kingdom. She is resistant to becoming the queen. She is resistant to the uh, to the responsibility. She doesn't. She has led a life of pure pleasure to date, and uh, and knows that all of this were, is going to change. She, uh, in fact, flees the kingdom and finds herself in the pancreas, where, of course, things are dangerous and uh, and unpleasant. The wrong side of the tracks, as far as the lower human torso is concerned and almost gets herself killed there in the pancreas until she is uh, she is rescued by her butler, Smooth Anthony. 
I considered having there be a love story between the, between Prince, uh, Princess Corpulent Veronica and Smooth Anthony, but um, but have ultimately decided against it. I would like this to be about responsibility and about the, the travails of rulership in the human intestinal system. Thank you. All right. Uh, our director, Jacob, uh, you've been handed a script for Tummy Trouble, an animated adventure about tapeworms and their trials and tribulations inside the human digestive tract. Yeah. Uh, how do you approach this film? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I like this idea. I think we're on the right track here. Not entirely sold on the title, but, you know, I'll leave it up to marketing. That's completely okay. Um, I love this princess character. This is this is very cool. Uh, I want to use Jennifer Lawrence as our, our titular princess. And um, I really want to explore her journey throughout the, the intestine. Um, you know, I want her to essentially learn things about life, learn things about, you know, other cultures, in this case, maybe literally other cultures. Um, and then, you know, I want to, I also want to explore the relationship with uh, Smooth Anthony, the, the butler. Uh, I'm going to cast Stacy Keach as the, the butler. Uh, and then for the, her mother, the tapeworm queen, queen who passes away, uh, I'm going to cast Jane Krakowski for that role. I think she'd be very good in that and would have a, a lot of fun with a more kind of, you know, matronly authoritative figure. So, <clears throat> what I really want to do, I don't really want to do, like, the traditional CG for this. I don't want to do, like, the flat 2D style either. I think we should do this thing stop motion. I want to get, you know, really into, like, the like the gross, almost, like, disgusting details of, like, an intestine, but with, like, stop motion figures and, like, sets and things. Because that would be, you know, a great way to, like, help people, you know, like, get over the, you know, the biological functions being something that's just, like, disgusting and, like, completely annoying. Oh, I don't want to deal with that. That's gross. But, yes, that happens to everybody. Yes, eventually we'll bleed. Yes, eventually, you know, we'll have some kind of, you know, internal injury or, you know, disease. So it's it's good for people to be exposed to these ideas and this, this information so that they can, you know, learn to accept those kinds of things. So uh, I'm going to contact Leica, and I'm going to see if I can have them do the uh, the animation for this. The same guys who did Coraline and uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, and they did uh, Paranorman and Box Trolls. All these great animated movies that have come out in the past few years here. So I'm going to try and get them and see if we can't work out some kind of a deal for, for doing that animation. But I think that's really going to be the big one. Now that will mean we'll be shooting for a while. Because it takes some time to do a stop-motion movie. But I think the overall effect is going to be incredible. It's really going to be something that's memorable, that people are going to come running into the theaters for. People love Leica movies. They always make money. So that's, that's fantastic to me. The other thing that I want to get into is the way that these characters look. I want the, the princess to not wear a crown. I want like the whole like idea of, is she, you know, is she really a princess? Does that even matter? Does the case system that's been developed by these tapeworms matter in the grand scheme of things? So she's not going to wear a crown. I honestly, I don't know if I want anybody in this movie to wear clothes. I just want them to be like, you know, floppy, gross things, because I think that sells the whole idea of it. So that's what I'm going to go with. All right, Jeff, producer, they're yeah. the script and uh, storyboards for Tummy Trouble. It's a stop-motion animation about a tapeworm. Uh, was it Jennifer Lawrence or Jennifer Garner? Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. All the same to me, I guess. Not really, but, you know, they're both Jennifers. 
And who is your male lead? Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach. How are you feeling? Can you make this film? Oh, uh, wow. Wow, where do I start? Uh, it's... There, there are a lot of positives, and I gotta say there are a lot of negatives. Uh, I'm an optimistic guy, so I'm gonna start with the positives. The name. I love the name. Tummy Trouble. Oh my god. Uh, it just speaks to such a, a family-friendly atmosphere. I mean, you say, like, tummy. It's not stomach. It's not gut trouble. Gut Trouble is a PG-13 movie. Tummy Trouble is like a hard G or a soft PG. It's just, ah, it's such a beautiful name. So I will not change that title. I will fight back against anyone who changes that title. Secondly, Jennifer Lawrence. Great. Great choice. Perfect. She is hot right now. She can sell this film. And now I got to start going into the negatives. I'm sorry. Uh, no pitch is absolutely perfect. So I, I just got to start talking about what I don't like. And number one at the top of that list is Stacy Keach. <laughs> what has Stacy Keach done in the last fucking 15 years? Nothing. Prison Break. That is a. I, 30 Rock. I have not seen any of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> television. Television. That is what Stacey Keach has done in the last 15 years. Not feature films. You know who has done feature films in the last 15 years? That's how I know. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence has done feature films in the last 15 years. <laughs> he would also bring an African American element to the film. We need to be looking at all of our quadrants here. And you know what? In the negatives column, stop motion. I can't do stop motion. You know what? If you if this was a if this was a fifty million dollar movie, uh, stop motion might be an option. Something a little more arty, something that can play to both the uh, high-minded liberals and uh, the fun-having kids. But uh, this is this is a mercenary business, and we got to go CGI. Uh, if you do CGI, I can give you one hundred fifty million. Huge budget, huge. But if you want to stick with stop motion, if they, if you're if you're tied to that, I can only give you fifty million. It's terrible. I want to talk about tapeworms. Tapeworms are disgusting, ugly, just disemboweling sort of creatures. And I don't want them in my movie. <laughs> I know. I've seen, I, 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 I've seen the early uh, drawings. And uh, you've done all that you can do to pers personify uh, a tapeworm. But they still look like butt. And I gotta say that uh, what I'm envisioning for this movie and what I will pay for in this movie is bacteria. Uh, stomach bacteria specifically, we can keep it in the entire realm of uh, the, the, the gut system, the intestines, but uh, I can't do tapeworms. That's all I got right now. All right, uh, so back to our writer, Matt. <clears throat> you've had some changes made. Uh, you've had have your cast, uh, Martin Lawrence and Jennifer Lawrence as your leads. Uh, it's now a CGI film, and... Your tapeworms have been changed to bacteria. Yeah, I was uh, talking to my writer friend Lawrence Kasdan, and I can't. I, I listen. I don't mean to overshare or anything, but I originally conceived Tummy Trouble as uh, as a heartwarming buddy comedy. The lead character was going to be corpulent Wallace rather than corpulent Veronica, and they were going to have little adventures through the intestines. Um, but while I was working on Ghostbusters, I, uh, uh, you know, I went through some messy personal divorce type stuff, and and wanted to do something that I thought was a little more gritty and real with my cartoon tapeworms and so uh, and so it became it became this more serious thing about about how how uh, how a how a young woman 
named corpulent Veronica, uh, deals with the you know the the, pro- the process of maturation. And I think first of all that I agree with the stop motion idea because that bring that makes it more of the gritty real sort of story of animated uh, tapeworms that uh, that I had in mind so I like so I'm I'm putting my vote in I mean he, the the producer seemed to say we could have it either way but we would just get a smaller budget You're I just like have no money I like the smaller budget and the and the uh, and the the stop motion because that's more real tapeworms same thing bacteria are not uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sympathetic. You can't really get into the head of a bacterium. You don't understand what it wants. You don't know what its life is like. A tapeworm, a tapeworm we can all relate to, can't we? Tapeworms are just something, I mean, just something that that I think we understand. And really the most human of all of the horrifying creatures that live in our bodies. Um, obviously I'm the, you know, I'm the writer and so, and so, you know, I'm just the first link in the chain, but uh, it needs to be tapeworms if this is going to make any sense whatsoever. I mean, bacteria, you, that, that's chaos. Tapeworms, come on. And, uh, you know, I, will, I, I guess I'll leave it up to the director as, as far as... I mean, I've seen some, some, some CGI done in, a, in the gritty, realistic fashion that the princess of the tapeworms deserves. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, less, uh, I'm less vehement about that. But uh, I really need it to be, to be uh, tapeworms. I have nothing further to add. I stand on the quality of my original pitch. I, you know, I, I appreciate the collaborative process, but... I think my script is a strong one, and uh, and I hope that my movie will be made with some regard to the story of the Princess of the Tapeworms that I that I made. Thank you. All right back to our director Jacob. You got some choices to make. Do you follow the money and go with CGI, or do you stick with the art and uh, uh, go indie budget and? Do you just ignore the producer completely and make tapeworms? And after you've spent that much money on animation, there's no going back. What do you do? You know, I'm going to have to agree with the writer on this one. And uh, let me tell you why. There's a very specific reason for it that the writer hasn't mentioned. And that is, Osmosis Jones was a shit sandwich with extra spicy mayo. So, you know what? We're not going anywhere near that kind of plotline, that kind of story, that kind of look. We're doing stop motion, we're doing tapeworms. So I'm fine with that lower budget. All of Laika's movies have been less expensive than traditional CG animation because they don't need as big of a team. It can really be, you know, four dudes who are moving the puppets around and then some sculptors, and then they've got like a really nice DSLR taking pictures. We don't need that much money to make this movie. It just takes time. Because it's a lot to move around all the little dudes. So I'm, I'm completely fine with that. I think we're going to uh, stick with the stop motion. They're going to stick with tapeworms. We will include some bacterium as extra characters. That's okay. I got an idea. I, I got a little bit of idea from the uh, like buddy idea that you had. Um, we're going to have two. And this, this might please the producer a little bit, too. Uh, we're going to have two bacterium in there who are going to be played by Keegan-Michael Key and Jordan Peele. Since you already know them, I'm sure you can get us a, a good deal on them. And they're gonna they're gonna hang out and meet up with the, the princess along her journeys to meet all these different cultures. And that'll be kind of fun. You'll have somebody to like bounce stuff off of and get into capers with. It can bum around together. Um, 
I think that'll be a, a good way to to help tell the story and to you know add another little element of humor. Kids like that. It should work pretty fun. It should be it should be cute. Can stick to that you know the the softer PG area. I don't think G is going to work too well. So we'll lose some of the uh, more in depth things that we can do. Um, the other thing that I would like to do is talk a little bit about color. Uh, I love the idea of having red be our like primary color for the movie. So like all the environments that they go to are going to be primarily red, and then all of the characters are going to be um, other specific colors. The bacterium will be like a soft green. The tapeworms are going to be kind of a soft yellow, and then some of the other things they encounter will be soft blues and all these different things. But it'll all kind of contrast off of these different tones of red as we move <clears throat> to different places within the intestine. So it'll it'll provide a nice background for those different characters, be be a nice visual differentiator, make us look different than um, you know other stop motion stuff out there and other other stuff that would be kind of in a similar vein. Um, I also want to note that I think we should start marketing really soon because I have some really cool ideas for for toys that would be great for these characters. Some ways to make our make our producer get a little bit more money coming back in. I drew up a whole lot of them last night. It was about 4 a.m. I was very inebriated, but uh, I'm I'm very certain that they're going to be big hits. So let me uh, dig them out of my car and I'll, I'll show them to you in a minute here. All right, producer Jeff, uh, your creative team has uh, stuck to their guns on the tapeworms and stop motion animation, uh, but you've also been given this uh, folder of a toy campaign for Petulant Veronica and Friends action figures. Corpulent Veronica. Corpulent, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Petulant, that's a bit different. Corpulent Veronica and her friends action figures. They're a little rough sketched. A couple of the drawings are on paper towels. And the whole thing kind of reeks of Taco Bell. But other than that, it's, it's a fairly straightforward, probably solid toy campaign. So, do you like what your creative team's done? Well, let me say this first. Let me say this first. I am at my core a collaborator. Now, when I worked on Key and Peel, I'm sure we've all seen that East-West Conference sketch. Uh, the facial hair in that sketch was something that I collaborated on very healthy, fondly with uh, Mr. Key and Mr. Peel. And I love the idea of having him in the movie. I can totally make that call. I can make that call for you. I just have a few more comments. Stop motion, tapeworms. You are digging your own grave. And one of the things you are digging your grave on is I reached out to uh, Jennifer Lawrence's people this, uh, this morning, and she is asking for too much money. We can no longer have Jennifer Lawrence in this picture. Uh, I have secured Dakota Fanning, though, for the uh, female lead. She is asking for a lot less money at this time. And uh, the second thing is, if we are going to market this, what we need is a hot kickin' rock soundtrack. Uh, we need a, a key rock song for the trailer, something that can lead off the soundtrack. Just spitting off the top of my head here, I'm thinking uh, Come As You Are by Nirvana. I'm thinking Calm Like a Bomb. Rage Against the Machine, something, you know, kicking. Something that's really going to wake people up when they see this trailer. I, I could give two shits about the actual content of the movie, but when they watch this trailer, they need to know that what you're going to get is a romp. A wild romp through the intestinal system. And maybe it's going to look stop motion. Toy Campaign, I gotta say, looks great. I saw the, uh, the mock-up for the uh, tapeworm riding... <laughs> the piece of carrot through the uh, small intestine. 
And I think that's going to play great. I can see the Saturday morning cartoon in my head right now. I'm sorry the Saturday morning cartoon can't be stop motion, but uh, that's a little more expensive than what a Saturday morning cartoon can be. But I can definitely see a traditional, cheaply animated uh, Korean Saturday morning cartoon. Korean isn't Korean animated. Saturday morning cartoon. Just that image of her riding the carrot. Uh, it's fantastic. The marketing campaign is going to be targeted. Uh, we got to really think about where we're targeting our marketing campaign. Uh, a lot of the marketing is going to go in the, into the trailer, really, because uh, there's just not a lot of money to really blanket out the kind of marketing that you'd have for a truly big, like, Pixar DreamWorks level picture here. So, unfortunately, with the amount of money on the table, we're making a little bit of a smaller smaller movie. Anything else? Boy, I just want to think about more about that soundtrack. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy had such a great soundtrack. Uh, I think that we can do four 70s R&B, or we can do four 90s hard rock, what Guardians of the Galaxy did for 70s R&B. Uh, so I'm thinking uh, Pearl Jam Daughter on the soundtrack. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Third Eye Blind song. You know, these are all great choices. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go back and think about this soundtrack some more. All right, so I've taken all the data from Tummy Trouble into the movie machine, and as I pull this mythical lever that we will add in special effects later, I'm getting an interesting result. You would think a movie about a tapeworm would be a bomb just right out of the bay, but you've kind of hit this weird like the young demographic, for some reason, your 15 to 30 year olds respond rabidly to this movie. They're just like, this is like the Disney movies of our past, but gross. This is something we've been wanting. The, the animated series does get picked up, but it gets picked up by Adult Swim. Like, no one wants to touch Saturday mornings. But they put it right after four episodes of American Dad at two in the morning, and it gets a nice cult following. You start seeing ironic hipsters cosplaying as various characters from the film at conventions and everything. A nice little cottage industry on Etsy making, you know, uh, corpulent Veronica handbags and everything takes off. And then this new trend in movie viewing that no one had, they call it gut rodeos. It's where Teens mostly do this, where they eat fifteen to twenty dollars worth of gas station hot dogs and bratwurst, and then they go and watch the film, and they take bets on who's going to barf first because the combination of the topic and the fact that the stop motion animation causes some motion sickness causes these teens just to, to hurl all of the processed meats that they had consumed at a holiday recently, but. Movie theaters, instead of banning this movie for all the upholstery repairs they have to pay for, embrace this. And uh, AMC starts the trend, but soon Marcus and the other big cinemas, they start making branded barf bags that cost an extra $2 with their ticket. And so they actually brand these gut rodeo experiences, and the, the film gets another two to three months in theaters as teenagers and millennials just buy into the gut rodeo trend. It doesn't last beyond this movie, but it makes this movie wildly successful. And the uh, TV show really gets legs. They eventually, uh, you know, it gets compared to Steven Universe as far as like breadth and depth of storytelling and character development. So you've accidentally stumbled upon this hit that involves people intentionally eating terrible things to make themselves vomit. So you've made a tidy paycheck. It made $80 million in theaters. 
and the TV show has just been renewed for a fourth season. So, and the toy sales, against all odds, have been solid. So, you now have two minutes to reflect on this creation of yours. Make any changes you want if you want to change this outcome, starting with our writer first. What have I done? <laughs> I tried to play ball, you know? I tried to work within the system when they came to me with the insistence on a 90s revival soundtrack, I suggested, I suggested, me, I suggested that they use Temple of the Dog's Hunger Strike with its I'm going hungry over and over again for the tapeworm theme. And they used it over and over again. The soundtrack is that song and 17 covers of that song. I could have lived with that. I could have lived with that. I could have lived with the fact that it has come to be standard practice in the mainstream and the Hollywood press whenever referring to me as referring to me as Matt Gut Rodeo Kesson. I could have dealt with that as well. I could have dealt with the bags. I could have dealt with the toys. What I couldn't deal with was the cosplay. I guess I admire the accuracy. I mean, some of those things are like 20 feet long and uh, and just really exquisitely done. Don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I don't want to insult any of the cosplayers, but they cover themselves in slime, head to toe. They get it from very, there's, there's like name brand slime you can get for your corpulent Veronica cosplay. And people write me letters thanking me for this. And I don't understand what has happened to my life. All right, Director Jacob, every month you get a sweet royalty check for toy sales. People routinely have you autograph their vomit bags, sometimes post-use. How do you feel about this film? You know, when, when I was in my drunken stupor and I tossed my cookies all over the interior of my 1996 Lumina, I... I saw that carrot sitting on the dashboard. I knew there was something big there. I just couldn't quite put my finger on it. And as I passed out, I dreamed deep dreams of tapeworms and bacterium. When I awoke, I began drawing immediately. I knew that, that was going to be something big. The, the gut rodeo is... Brilliant. I, I wish I had come up with that idea. These these guys have really taken this movie to a whole new level. I love it. I will participate at any showing that I can get myself to. Uh, that's absolutely something I'm going to do. Um, Stacy Keach, I've been friends with ever since Escape from L.A. And, you know, he's finally forgiven me for not getting him a role in this picture because I did get him a role in the, uh, the animated series. After uh, after we saw what the movie could do, you know, I was, I was very grateful that Jeff allowed me to cast Stacy in a, a role. He's going to be uh, the the arbiter tapeworm for this uh, this section of the the gut that our princess corpulent Veronica inhabits. Uh, and you know, we're we're back to being good buddies and back to the way things were. So, you know, I, I honestly couldn't be happier with the way that this has turned out. I'm uh, I'm delighted to haven't had the opportunity to work on it. All right, producer Jeff, you have gotten a nice fat paycheck from this 
creation that you helped usher into the world. How do you feel about it? You know what? Sometimes it feels great to say that you are wrong. You know? Sometimes it feels great to look back on your decisions and go, I thought I knew what was right in the moment, but I have been proven wrong. And I am absolutely over the moon about how well this uh, movie has done. Uh, I gotta say, it's an absolute success of targeted marketing. Uh, we jumped on printing up those uh, barf bags so quickly. Like, uh, the first time that I started trending on viral media, I, I picked up my phone and I'm like, gut rodeo, barf bags. Do it now, Shelly. It's my, it's my secretary, Shelly. Uh. And she did it, and we got them out to theaters while it was still playing in the theaters. It was amazing, and it was a good use of our limited marketing budget. I think that's a success, you know? I got to say that the soundtrack got a little out of control. 17 covers of uh, Hunger Strike is just uh, 16 too many. Uh, and I, and I got to say that that's uh, not exactly the way that my vision was in my head, but uh, that soundtrack went gold, so... You can't argue with that. <laughs> it's just all over a success. Uh, I'm, I'm talking with working with these guys again. Tummy Trouble 2 is in production right now. And, uh, and like Kyle said, we are working on the fourth season of the uh, television show. That totally went in a different direction than what I thought it was going to be. We got, uh, we got the guys who did C-Lab to uh, work on it. Uh, and they uh, C-Lab was not the kind of show that I expected after I, I, I got the screeners. But, again, it's making money, so who's going to argue against that? Not me. All right, so there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Tummy Trouble, the franchise that has been created about a talking tapeworm named Corporate Veronica. And on that note, we're going to leave you with words from the great sage of fine dining himself, Guy Fieri. No matter how tough the meat may be, it's going to be tender if you slice it thin enough. Yeah, everyone. Thank you.